0: merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows bags and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite dum-dums and dice characters and their catchphrases go to redbubble.com slash people slash dum dice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e one more time for the mortals in the back redbubble.com slash people slash dum-dum dice get your merchandise today Welcome back,
1: children of the night, to Blood and Serum, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the Spooky Dude. While Ridley and Everett continue their adventure, Iris searches for info about her brother, Iggy. After being threatened by an inquisitor, Iris and Everett searched Iggy's apartment then sought help from Emily's pack, only for a jealous werewolf to pounce, Iris. With the death of the werewolf Dominic Looney on her hands, and a surprising kiss from Emily still lingering on her lips, can Iris survive meeting the pack? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Iris,
2: you have just been jumped by a werewolf. Um, this is uh, not the first werewolf you've tangled with, but it is the first one that you haven't torn the heart out of and eaten. Um, but uh, yes, you find yourself um, pinned to the ground by, I uh, think, like um, uh, Charlize Theron uh, with uh, one of her like short haircut looks. Uh, she had dark hair um and uh, uh you know um slightly more lupine features um she has uh pinned you to the ground and he's is, is kind of doing that uh snarly werewolf in in human form thing that werewolves do um as uh Emily um kind of uh looks on uh what do you do she's going to react but like this is the moment in which you've been tackled you have faster reflexes than Emily we've determined several times over so what do you do
3: um Oh, knowing that this is important, to Emily, I'll probably just like put my hands up, but like not fight back, almost going limp, but still trying to protect myself and be like, Emily, you want to, you want to yeah. help here?
2: Emily comes rushing over and uh, she's like, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she kind of like uses her her uh, one hand to just kind of like, um, put a hand on uh, this lady's shoulder, and she just sort of um, looks over and snarls at her and says, "Step back. This doesn't concern you." And Emily's like, "Um, actually, uh, hi. Sorry. I think I think it kind of does. Also, I think there's been a tremendous misunderstanding. Um, this is this is my boss and best friend. Uh, not any any uh, not any threat. Um, Celine. Um, so maybe maybe you can uh let let, let her up." I brought her to, to meet you all. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. Maybe get the fuck off me.
2: Um, and um, Celine like leans down and uh, just sort of sniffs um, along your jawline, um, and her eyes kind of narrow. Uh, and um, she very like is is clearly kind of like hesitant. You also get the sense that she can smell that you're a kindred. Um. The uh, as as much as you play the no, I'm just uh, it's just me. It's just Iris. I'm so Iris. Don't worry about it. Um, the uh, the supernatural creatures of, of this world seem to seem to be somewhat wise to to what's going on. Um, Miles, can you roll me a? Let's see. It's not really intimidation. It's kind of like angry persuasion. <laughs> so. I'll take either um, an intimidation or a persuasion. And I think uh, resolve or manipulation, please. Or composure, actually. Any of those would work. Okay. You get the sense that uh, she has heard both you and Emily, but you know, you know how werewolves be? She's going to make up her own mind.
3: Three successes.
2: Okay. Okay. very hesitantly and like pushing your shoulders kind of back into the ground as she does it. Um,
3: so a dick move,
2: totally a dick move. Um, <laughs> she kind of um, pushes off you and uh gets up. Um, she is uh, dressed in like essentially biker gear, um, but like the expensive uh, upscale uh biker gear that you would expect for um, I think like uh from movies generally speaking anytime there's like a badass lady driving like a really fast motorcycle so not like like she doesn't look like she's in a... she
3: looks like Angelina Jolie and Gone in 60 Seconds is that who you're talking about
2: Sure I mean I'm mostly thinking about like minor villains in Fast and Furious movies but sure yeah. let's go with that But yeah so um actually yeah Angelina Jolie has Gone in 60 Seconds is a pretty good parallel for this So um clearly are you talking,
3: are you talking Ruby Rose and in uh, John Wick <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that actually might be where my head's at. I was trying to, because I was like, I kind of had a Ruby Rose idea in my head and I was like, but what movie do I, (laughs) what movie can I place her in is all I could think was Batwoman oh ew! <laughs> she's already quit that she show quit. yeah okay so yeah that's probably the best best parallel for this so yeah Ruby Rose uh John Wick perfect great um so yeah highly expensive gear um but also like meticulously well kept so stark contrast from what uh Everett and Ridley have just been dealing with with uh, the orphans um this is like I want to be able to go straight from like riding my motorcycle into any event and still stand out a little bit but Uh, still be very highly fashionable um also stands out like a sore thumb in the woods um (laughs) which kind of clashes with your your idea of werewolves um so she kind of like pushes forces your shoulders into the ground and kind of rises to uh her full height she's a little bit shorter than you but um definitely carries herself with um with uh, a good deal of confidence um and um she sort of again narrows her eyes and just says um you smell strange for kindred.
3: Thanks. You, uh, you smell like a werewolf.
2: And she kind of like looks to Emily who just like shrugs, but also is giving like a, a fucking come on thing. Like you just pounced on her and like sniffed her. And um, you can almost hear um, Celine grit her teeth. Uh, at this um
3: oh, at my sass?
2: Uh, at Emily's sass and your sass. <laughs> and just generally sass. You get the sense that she's a very
3: oh okay. So earnest werewolf, person. Where, okay. So werewolves can give me sass. I can't give it back.
2: Look, man, I don't I don't make the rules. <laughs> don't hate the player, hate the game. In this case, I guess hate the player, not the game. Um so uh she then walks over and just like slings uh, an arm around Emily um and says uh sorry your friend's kind of a dick uh and then she like aggressively makes out with emily who is like kissing back but in kind of a like this is a pda thing also clearly like her eyes dart to you for a moment in kind of a vaguely apologetic but also being fully aware that she like full-on kissed you earlier today um look uh Mm -hmm. before kind of like gently easing out of this and then like pecking uh, Celine on the cheek and like uh, you know this is fine kind of way she goes uh uh yeah uh, so iris um not quite the uh, introduction i was hoping for but this is Celine and apparently she's my mate uh that's uh that's a thing um in in uh in the uh, the blood talons uh which is uh my uh my my pack um and uh Celine just says uh yes we all We all have people that are destined for us and none others. And Emily is mine and I am hers. And then she like slaps Emily on the ass and says, uh, and we're so happy to finally met. But any friend of hers is welcome amongst the blood talons. Come on, let's go meet the others. And then she like starts like pulling Emily away. And Emily like slips out from under her arm and goes over and uh, offers you her arm to help you up.
3: So is Celine out of earshot? Then
2: she's like standing nearby, doing that annoyed foot tapping, like "Ugh, friendship, I'm over it." Thing. Okay.
3: Well, I mean, I'm not going to say anything to Emily at the moment. I'm just going to get up and be like, "Oh, okay, this is a lot of lot of new information here, Em."
2: Um, and she she kind of gives you that like sort of sheepish, uh, "I'm sorry" grin, and kind of like tucks some uh, hair behind her ear, and just says, uh, "Yeah, um, well." Uh, this is kind of my version of surprise. I'm a vampire, I guess. Um, So.
3: (laughs) I mean, that's uh, fair. Yeah. That's fair.
2: Yeah. Anyway, are are um,
3: you, but I mean, the biggest thing is like, are you okay are you happy is like oh, this it's all honestly cool and it's, kosher?
2: yeah it's great it's great you know um selene is like really into me which is which is nice uh, i find uh, i'm often the uh pursuer not not the pursuit. so that's that's kind of nice and, and really she she's she's much nicer once you get to know her i mean i haven't known her that long but um she's always been very nice to me um and then she kind of blushes a little bit and is like she's um a lot she's a lot and uh she's also like very um, sexually forward, uh, which I wasn't really expecting, but was very nice. Uh, it's been a while. Anyway, um, look, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, things are good, but come on. you got to come meet the rest of the pack. Oh, and, and uh, as I said, they, I think they can help us with Iggy, so come on.
3: Okay. We'll have a longer conversation later.
2: Um, and she looks at you in kind of like vague horror, uh, being like, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, and uh, leads you further into the camp uh, Miles where is Iris at with all this This is you're, you're kind of being welcomed into a um, uh, Sort of a, a, there's a There's a bit of a clearing There's a fire going uh, someone's rigged up a TV uh, There's a football game on um, And you can kind of hear uh, uh, Music and, and general Revels um, so you still got a little bit Of distance before you're like fucking in Wolf town um, but yeah where, where are you at with all this
3: um, On high alert a little pissed off wary but i do trust emily um but definitely on guard right
2: Okay. cool fair enough um so I'm
3: i'm in a big i i don't have anything to make me not squishy so i'm kind of in the middle of a of a of an enemy city
2: this is true this is true um and of course the death of dominic looney hanging uh hanging large over you um you're, uh, you're welcomed in, um, to the, uh, the camp. Um, and yeah, clearly just a sort of a casual hang happening. Um, there's, uh, someone's got a, a keg of beer going, um, there's, uh, over the the fire, there's a, a just a, a rack of stuff being um, cooked. Uh, there's a variety of meats. Someone is doing like a bunch of veggie platters, just like fully grilling, grilling away. Um, and yeah, you can see sort of a lot of people of different walks of life um, seem to have coalesced here tonight. Um, there's uh, some people. Uh, there's a couple like women just like yelling at the the football game. Um, and uh, there's um, a trailer that's been set up. Um, But it seems almost like a construction site trailer. So like one of those big ones that kind of folds out. Um, And uh, as, uh, as you approach, um, there's kind of a, uh, Celine gives a whistle and everyone kind of like pauses what they're doing in a vaguely, like someone arrives in the bar kind of way. Um, And uh, she goes, uh, listen up. Emily has brought her friend, the kindred to, uh, to come visit for reasons let's give her a warm welcome. And there's various like people like raise their drinks and literally the rest of them actually seem pretty warm. Like there's just kind of like in, in the way that, you know, someone shows up to a family reunion that you don't really know. And you're like, Oh, Hey, cool. Hi, I guess. All right. Then they all kind of go back to their stuff. Um, there's a, um, a woman who looks a bit like um, uh, Judy Greer, um, who is just kind of like edging around the fire towards you. Um, but uh, your, your eyes are kind of locked on um, the trailer as uh, you can kind of hear um, uh, a bit of like a, a commotion inside and you just hear a voice say, hang on. Um, and then a, a, like a crash um, and uh, the, uh, a, a couple of like, there, there's sort of some, some giggling. Um, there's clearly a couple of people in there uh, giggling. Uh, Judy Greer uh, type comes up to you and um, just like kind of out of nowhere is something at your side. And she just leans in and she says, so... A kindred, huh? What's that like?
3: Um, it's kind of hard to put into words. You kind of got to experience it.
0: Oh, that's cool.
2: She turns to Emily. She's like, she's cool. I'm really glad you brought her. <laughs> um, and then um, she just kind of like, her eyes keep kind of darting to your mouth as you talk. And she just starts fading back being like, She's got the fangs. So cool. Uh, and then she like goes back and her friends are all like clearly just hecka embarrassed about this. Um, but um, she like goes over and is doing that thing where she's clearly like talking about you and pointing at you and then trying not to. Um, the door to the, uh, the trailer sort of flies open and just a fucking mountain of a man uh, comes out. Um, he's uh, about six um, He's got black hair in, in Viking braids. Um, and just a a jaw that you could cut wood with, um, uh, think kind of, a like a Jason Momoa vibe in terms of just like super ripped bunch of tattoos kind of doesn't seem to realize that that's what he looks like. Um, and, uh, he comes out just like, uh, uh, pulling on a slipknot shirt, um, that may or may not be his. It looks a little small. Um, and, uh, he just kind of extends his arms, um, says, Welcome. Welcome, friend. Any friend of uh, one of the pack is is a friend of ours. Uh, my name is like Cannon Graywood. Uh, you are welcome here amongst the Blood Talons. Um, and then uh, a uh, a lady comes out, just like kind of clearly naked, peeks out, and just says, "Um, like Cannon, can I can I have my shirt back?" And he says, "No." Um, and he comes marching down the uh marching down the stairs, um, and uh just kind of eyes where Celine is eyes you eyes emily and then he looks back to selene and rolls his eyes and just says tell me you have not been giving her troubles sister and Celine kind of like crosses her arms and says nothing she didn't deserve and then kind of like wanders off to uh, to grab a drink and he says uh well you must forgive my younger sister it is difficult being the sister of the alpha of a pack even more so when your mate has such attractive friends you must forgive her she is somewhat territorial even amongst us the the uh, I've never had to say this word before aloud should have done this beforehand um, the Aratha or uh, <clears throat> werewolves I suppose you would you would say
3: right right um, don't don't worry about it it's forgotten. <laughs>
2: That's damn decent of you. She's kind of an asshole. Well, Ooh. good. Uh welcome, please. Uh do you, do you require anything? I would offer you a drink, but I'm afraid that uh well, our kind don't usually donate to your kind.
3: I'm I thank you for offering, but uh I'm good.
2: Fair enough. Uh, I would offer you some snacks, but I also understand you don't
3: eat. Yeah, the, the result is never very good. Mm.
2: Fair enough, that's also true of uh, Rufus over there and he just points at a guy who's just like fucking nomming these, these veggies. And he just goes, whoa! Um, but uh, overall, you're getting a sense that um, aside from Celine and you know a couple of the c- cool kids she's hanging out with uh, over by the keg, um, generally speaking, uh, the blood talons uh, seem pretty chill. Um, so here's my question to you, Miles. Uh, for Iris, would she want a public... Um, audience with, um, like, Canon, or would she want a, a private audience?
3: Probably private. Okay, but with Emily.
2: Okay, um, so can you please roll me um, an etiquette and charisma? You can tell from the way he's kind of strode out here that uh, the um, uh, blood talents tend to do their their kind of. He likes to hold court, um, so you get the sense that um, getting him on private grounds will need a, just a little bit of massaging. Mm, three six X's and one is a, is a
3: 10.
2: Only one is a 10?
3: Yeah.
2: Do you have hunger dice right now, or are you you're still satiated? Have, I do have hunger
3: dice.
2: Okay. Well, no messy successes, sad panda. I
3: apologize.
2: It's okay. I'll forgive you just this <laughs> once. Um, so... Um, he, uh, uh, you kind of mentioned, uh, uh to him that, or I, I think you just start sort of like gesture towards his, his, uh, trailer the way you, you kind of would, if you were talking to like another famous person at an event, which is just kind of like, we don't need to be around the plebs. Um, and, uh, he just nods and he says, uh, ah, yes, of course, uh, a private audience is best for, uh, news of. Wayward family, um, do pardon me like one minute, and he just kind of goes up and leans his head, and he says, "Ladies, I apologize. I'm going to need the space. We can pick this back up soon. I got to do some business." <clears throat> um, and you oh, hear some like, yeah, legitimately, you hear some uh, some legitimate like sounds of disappointment. And like, uh, the sounds of buzzing stop and some things being unplugged and people like rapidly putting clothes on and, um, uh, four people, uh, of all shapes and sizes come like out of the, uh, the trailer. Um, and uh he just kind of like is doing that, like, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so, so yes, I I apologize. Uh, and they all just kind of roll their eyes at him and and uh go to grab some snacks and, and have a laugh. And there's like a lot of like applause for them as, as they leave and they're like waving to people, and it's it's very clearly a like everyone knows what goes on in that trailer and everyone's on board with it. Um, and uh he um sort of uh, steps up the stairs and says, Please, please uh step into my office. Uh, and he seemed like very quickly start to Febreze the inside. Uh, just one moment. Um, he's like, shit. Ah, sorry. This is the best I can do on short notice. Uh, Emily only told us you were coming a uh, a few minutes ago. So sorry.
3: Not to worry.
2: Um, <clears throat> so uh, inside you find just like a nicely appointed uh, trailer. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty fancy in here. Um, the, vibe that uh selene is clearly trying to give off with her outfit is the vibe that uh like Cannon is effortlessly giving off with his trailer it is uh top of the line super expensive um and like remarkably cozy um and uh he just kind of like quickly pulls a curtain over the, the bedroom that's just in shambles um and uh says um oh iris dunn i you'll have to forgive me i'm not entirely familiar with your poetry but uh Emily has assured us that you're quite a big deal.
3: I'm a medium deal, but I, I put in a lot of effort, so it's gotten me places.
2: Admittedly, I've found that medium deals are often the nicest people, big deals are often the biggest assholes, and little deals are often quite kinky in the sack, so we're going to get along just fine.
3: Oh, didn't know that about little deals. Thank you for the info.
2: Neither did I, but here we
0: are. Dum, Dums and Dice would like to welcome you to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante's Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure, including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! Episodes are available now.
2: Iris Dunn. Uh, Emily came to us in a slightly different way than than most in our clan. Um, How familiar familiar are you with uh, what happened to her? Uh,
3: She hasn't told me much, but Mm. just what I can gather.
2: Yes, it would seem that uh, someone uh, managed to transmit our forsaken nature uh, in to her through unnatural means. This is a strange, strange bit of alchemy we ourselves do not fully understand. And yet, she is one of us, if slightly different. But you, and he, he just kind of takes like a deep sniff, and he says, you smell similar. Tell me, have you encountered the darkness under the mountains?
3: I honestly couldn't say.
2: Hmm. There is a creature that lives in this town, this cursed city. Me and my kind have attempted to keep him trapped, but forgive me, this is going to sound awfully racist, but your kind have a very unfortunate habit of waking him up and often attempting to become vessels for him. He's a demon known as Metethyax.
3: Can't say I know that name.
2: Um, Miles, are you the player unfamiliar or is Iris no, the character? No, owner?
3: Iris is pretending to be
2: unfamiliar. Great. All right. So I was going to say like, wow, dude, we got to recap some shit. <laughs> no, for
3: no, that was, uh, no. So that was I'm going to my...
2: need a, uh, oh yeah, I'm going to need some lies from you, my friend.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, let's go with uh, subterfuge. Mhm. And I think um manipulation probably.
3: Really hitting me hit me with the big guns today, Tom.
2: Dude, you're you're the one who's lying. I didn't make <laughs> you lie. Uh
3: two successes and one's a 10.
2: Fortunately not enough. Um his eyes narrow and uh Come in. He just says... um, A
3: good liar.
0: uh, (laughs) Peace.
2: Oh, well, yes, yes. If you're money-pleasing it, then sure. Yeah, fine. (laughs) Um, He narrows his eyes and he says, um, you should answer this next question very carefully, Iris Dunn. We are fond of your Emily. However, we will not hesitate to destroy a servant of the demon Metathex. And Emily's like, um, I'm so sorry. And he's like, not now, child. And she shrinks back, um, almost as if you as if she's been struck. Um, and obviously, Iris, you don't know anything about werewolves in this world or how um Aratha work, but you get the sense there is some like deep fucking magic shit going on around how the alpha works and how this pack seems to operate. Um, but he turns his gaze back to you. And uh, for the first time you realize just like how fucking big he is in this small room. Um, and he, he just kind of uh, again um, looks at you with, with, with none of the joy or mirth he's previously had and says, so I will ask you again, do you serve the demon metatheics? No. Then, how come you smell of him?
3: I, I've encountered him by accident.
2: And now he looks like legit confused and he's like, uh, what, how? You, you encountered the demon Metatheax by accident.
3: Yeah, I was trying to stop a bunch of stupid kindred from like raising him and yeah and accidentally had a conversation with him so
2: okay you see i'm so sorry this is the shit i'm talking about just constantly trying to summon him
3: hey i tried to stop it
2: look i appreciate that i apologize uh for for getting worked up there uh i it is difficult to be uh the alpha of a a pack and not have anger issues. Meanwhile, like he's been remarkably calm about all this, but he's clearly like, this is just a thing for him. He's like, I, I'm sorry. I was just concerned. The, the demon finds incredible ways to slip his bonds. And uh, I didn't realize you could just kind of bump into him like that. Like he was someone on the subway who didn't want to talk to. That's, that is concerning. And yet here you stand. Well, you and Emily, both of you, somehow have survived an encounter with Metatheics. Uh, this is news to you, uh, Iris. You have not heard any of this. Um, do you think you would try and poker face this, or would you investigate? Um,
3: i probably try to investigate, because if I twice didn't die it's uh good to know what might happen next time
1: cool
2: so what do you ask him
3: so uh well just for a little clarification are you saying that like most people that come in contact with him just like you know
0: oh
2: my dude so many <laughs> just uh, or we have to kill them, or they kill each other there's this whole mess a while back with a, a couple of high-ranking kindred. Uh, Metatheics has uh, a power over your kind. Um, the kindred are used to being at the top of the food chain, at the top of society, and often they, this leaves room for creatures like Metathex to find their way in. Uh, and before kindred know it, suddenly they are merely puppets the way we treat our herd, or as you would call them, kind, humans. They don't suspect his influence until it is too late. The Sabat, uh, the sect of, of, I don't know how much you know about Kindred, but they're, you know, the crazy ones. <laughs> um, they've run Montreal for years, and they have been under his sway. He holds tremendous power in the city, power that has only recently been shaken by the amount of Kindred who fled, and yet... First Emily, now you. It would seem that uh, your idiot kindred friends that you fought may have awoken something in him. But yes, most people who encounter Metathics are possessed or killed or we hunt them down. You and Emily are the first of whom we've smelt his presence on and yet do not seem to be demon puppets
3: interesting
2: and emily's like uh hey this is kind of news to me too your highness sir i'm so sorry i don't really know the verbiage yet and he's like like uh, canon is, is fine like I'm, I'm not a king just the alpha um and she uh sort of nods and says yeah okay but uh i don't think i've ever been possessed by a demon or any wait is that when I killed Doctor Skull and all those guys, was that that? And he says, "No, that was the change." Uh, no, and he he kind of um, scratches his his forehead and he says, um, "Iris Dunn, can I can I be honest with you about a th- admittedly kind of dumb theory I've got going?" Sure. Okay, great. I'm kind of stuck on this. though. Honestly, the the rest of my tribe or clan, rather, they they don't really. Uh, they don't really think this is a thing. I think the way Emily was turned was through an alchemical substance that incorporated elements of metatheics with elements of our blood, thus passing our curse on to her.
3: Does um, this does this demon have like a body that can like they can suck things out if you put into a Liquid.
2: I believe if he possesses someone and you extract fluids from them rather aggressively, then yes. Well,
3: that's In not cool.
2: f- fact, Miss Dunn. I suspect this is why the red section attempted to abduct you from your house.
3: Come again. Get- Who? <clears throat>
2: Surely you're familiar with uh, mercenary groups uh, out in the world, the the Blackwaters, uh, hired guns. In our world of, well, let's not kid ourselves, supernatural bullshit, our world of darkness, there exist these groups as well. Emily has told us of the SWAT team that attacked you. Mm -hmm. They were no SWAT team, as I'm sure you ascertained. They were members of a group called Red Section, a mercenary group of various supernatural creatures, be they wraiths, werewolves, kindred, uh, creatures for hire to the highest bidder. Now, if what I believe to be true is in fact true... You, having survived an encounter with Metatheics, might make you incredibly valuable to such an organization, to whoever is making these alchemical potions. Fun. Which, of course, brings us to the question at hand of Ignatius Dunn, your brother.
3: Oh, yeah. So, you know how you think your sister's an asshole sometimes? You should meet my brother.
2: Maybe we should hook them up, huh? Give Emily a break. Ha! And Emily is is kind of like, uh-huh. Like, she doesn't know. She weirdly, like, you're seeing from Emily, unfortunately, like, the assistant that you wouldn't want. Like, there's a lot of the, like, I have to kiss the boss's ass stuff going on. And you're not sure whether it's just Emily being Emily or whether it's the alpha nonsense. But... This is, this is not a, this is not a mode you, you don't love this all for, (laughs) for Emily. Right. Um, But um, he, uh, he nods and he says. um, We believe that Iggy, as I believe uh, you refer to him, um, was being uh, used by red section. Um, We suspect he may actually be in somewhat deeper than he intended
3: um, when it comes to Iggy, he usually is.
2: The street drug drac. I believe uh, you've encountered this, yes? Yes. Yes. So here's the thing. I'm pretty sure I have a degree in chemistry. I don't talk about it a lot. The others think it's kind of bullshit. They really thought I should have got in for like business or something. I just really like sciences. I've run Termin. some tests uh, and he kind of like punches the, the side of his... Um, his console, and it flips out, there's like a legit like very nice little chemistry set in there. Um, and uh, it says, uh, I've run some tests on the drac, and it, too, carries traces of metatheics. My fear is that someone is processing the very essence of the demon and distributing it amongst your kind, amongst the herd, and I fear now to create unclanned." not unlike uh what, what was the term you used emily and emily says oh um uh children of batista sir is is what we've been calling them uh uh kind of unlicensed kindred made by an asshole and he says yes things made by assholes are a common problem for all of us i find um that said uh Iggy is remarkably difficult to track, and we are quite good at tracking. His trail runs cold at the Orphan's Biker Bar. We understand you have dealings with them. They serve Batatheics, and have for quite some time. If you seek your brother, I suspect you will find him there. Well, you're there. Anything you can find about this alchemical substance or the plans Metathex and his allies have for the city would be of great interest to the blood talons, as would any information about one of our lost sisters. I know this is a lot to ask, but I hope given the interest of uh, cooperation we've had and the information I've given you that perhaps you will return the favor. You see... One of ours was murdered. Her name is Dominic Looney. And we have no leads as to how, where, or why. We managed to find the facility, but how she got there and who killed her, we do not know. So should her death be tied in any way to this, we want to know for we must bring justice to the one that destroyed her. And he smiles broadly. He's like, surely you can understand that, right? So yeah, help us find and kill a killer should be fun for all involved.
3: If I find anything, I will let you know.
2: Uh, Can you roll a persuasion and composure, please?
3: Or successes.
2: Yep, good roll. Um, he uh, he just shakes his head and says, um, Dominic was a fearsome warrior. And though she liked to toy with the herd and take her vengeances where she could, we, we never thought that their kind could destroy her. So... Surely the hand of Metatheics must be involved, so discover this and you shall be greatly rewarded. So, like, thanks. We'd really appreciate it. Now, the orphans have had their, their grip on Montreal for some time. They will not go down easily. And given that you've come here in the spirit of friendship, and you have offered to assist us in our time of need, my pack will assist you in yours. When you need us, merely call. And in an adorably familiar gesture, he reaches into a drawer and pulls out a burner phone. You love it. And um, hands it to you. Um, and he, he just kind of um, grins. And it's, it's like legitimately very charmingly. He just says, after all, you're basically part of the pack now. Um, and um, with that, he like stands up, and, like, goes for a hug and then stops and instead offers a handshake.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll take the handshake. And right. I'll, try, I'll try to be gruff about it and, like, take the handshake and then do the on the elbow.
2: Yep. Cool. Yeah. Um, and you start doing it and he kind of realizes he's a bit behind and he's like, oh. Um, so then he starts doing it too. And you're both just kind of awkwardly doing it for a little bit too long as, as dudes are like to do. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, he uh, he, kind of nods um, and uh, sort of gestures uh, out um, as you and Emily leave. Um, he just yells, "Ladies, when you have finished your snacking, we may recommence." I will put on the Taylor Swift, um, and he goes back in and uh, to your surprise, starts cranking folklore. Not the track you'd expect for for a rockin', uh, you know, uh, Viking sex party, and yet here we are. <laughs> um, so you've got a lot of the information you needed. Um Emily is kind of looking sheepish. Um Celine is like rapidly making her way over in that way that like shitty possessive people do. Uh <laughs> is there anything else you want to do in the camp or are you good to clear out?
3: I think I I don't want to risk anymore more and wanna Yeah.
2: Cool. So um, Celine comes and th- again throws a, like, sli- you know, slinks an arm around um, Emily's uh, waist and, like, slides a hand into her pocket um, and just says, uh, Babe, the beer's getting cold, uh, which is when beer is good to drink. So we should go drink the cold beer. If your friend is done chatting with our illustrious Alpha, besides, I think we've got other things we can get up to. Um, and Emily looks like, a, like she's clearly kind of like, uh, I was kind of going to like leave with you, but maybe I should stay. I don't know. Um, and then, um, her shoulders fall a little bit. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. That, that sounds great. Um, uh, Iris, I'll, uh, uh, there, there'll be an Uber waiting for you in, in a few minutes out front. Uh, you, you go on ahead. It, it's cool. It's cool. I'll just, um, yeah, we'll just hang out here for the night.
3: Okay. Um, if that's really what you want. Yeah.
2: I think so. And like, Celine just kind of like gives her a look and, um, Emily uh, just looks back and then like kisses her and then kind of just like looks away and kind of says, I, I think, um, and then smiles brightly, uh, gives you a, a quick wave and, um, goes to the, uh, the beer keg with, uh, with Celine. Um,
3: well, I got to get her out of this.
2: <laughs> um, as, uh, as uh, you, you go to leave, um, uh, the Judy Greer looking uh, werewolf comes over again and says, um, "So, like, are, are we going to see you again? You're going to like hang out, or just so like a one time visit?"
3: I don't know. We'll see. I'm not opposed to coming back and hanging out. Oh,
2: Cool. I always thought it'd be awesome to hang out with a vampire. Uh, okay, sorry. I'll I'll let you go. You seem very important. Um, you rock. And then she uh, she turns and leaves, and. Um, Iris uh, alone, you, you leave the camp. Um, sure enough, uh, an Uber does arrive, but it takes a little bit. Um, you, you find yourself kind of uh, standing by the path, uh, feeling perhaps more lonely than you have in, in some time. Um, the Uber arrives and uh, mercifully it's of course an Uber black because, you know, like Emily doesn't fuck around. So you, you have a, a mercifully quiet ride and, um, uh, back to um, your new place. You um, spend a few days uh, resting, um, looking into the various leads that you've received, um, checking in, of course, with the boys who seem to be uh, up to no good. But um, after everything you've been through and with the addition of, of Metatheics and Iggy and a bunch of other things, um, you just kind of need some space. And so for the first time in a long time, you, you take that space um, what is the most valuable thing Iris does during this time to kind of get her head straight? Um,
3: she probably tries to write and it just doesn't go well and turns into like scribbling circles on a page.
2: Okay. So um, tries
3: me- to, tries to meditate.
2: <laughs> okay. So uh, as our kind of day montage of, of frustration comes and goes, um, probably carrying through, um, What uh, what track from folklore is the backing for this?
3: It's probably oh, probably the one with um. What's the the name of that band? Is it Bon Iver? Is that how you pronounce it?
2: Possibly, sure. Let's go with that. Um, Okay, so like coming like straight. If this was the film, like you know, the song from the the trailer slowly gets louder as Iris like takes her sad ride home. Um, You spend some time meditating. It doesn't work. You spend some time writing. It doesn't work. Eventually, there's just pages everywhere, um, circles, some like crude drawings. Um, you you do hear from the rest of the coterie, but you've made it fairly clear that you need a few days, uh, and they seem pretty busy. Uh, seem to be up to, up to some stuff, um, and you've learned it's it's best when they're kind of doing their thing to just kind of let them do their thing. Because um, honestly, mm-hmm. if ever it ends up kidnapping another baby or something, you don't want any part of that right now. Um, but finally. Um, after a few days of failing to be human, um, you decide it's, it's time to be kindred again. Um, and, uh, so you, um, arrive, uh, at the university, uh, to meet the rest of the coterie, um, to finally, uh, make your assault to plan and execute your assault on the orphans. Um, only to discover a jar of blood waiting for you outside the teaching morgue.
3: um, Oh come on.
2: With a card with a heart on it that just says, I'm so glad you're back.
3: Yeah. What have I done?
1: This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan Leplant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom Magee at MageeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and all of Dum Dums and Dices logos are by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Alan Willis, and Traffic by Kyle. And all our ads use the tracks No Control in Chiefs by Jazzar, that's J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We've also got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon of Darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children
0: of the night. Ha ah, ah, ha ah. ha! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time: Christian Menicola, Long Long, the Half Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradavic. Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zedd, Eric Williams.